get up by it. I told her she gotta come try it. They wondering what I've been doing. I told them I'm keeping it quiet. I pull up, you know I be moving. Whipping the four and I'm cruising. The money I'm speaking is fluent. All of my business booming. Stacking my cash in abundance. All of my family funding. Finally got what I wanted. Life is amazing. I love it. Everyone know that I run it. Yeah. Act like I never left. Act like you never left. Episode 17. How did I get here? Yeah, what's it called? What do you mean? The episode, what's it called? Yeah. We're revisiting episode, was it episode six? Yeah, it was six. So we went anxiety and depression. Part two. Part two. Is it six or five? Six. I'm looking at it okay. right now because I always forget my numbers too. All right, well, six. Episode yeah. six. Yeah, we're just, you know, giving you a follow-up to a, you know, a, a, a pretty real episode. That people really enjoyed. Yeah. You seem like really resonated with received pretty well you know especially especially now when um you know you're stuck in the crib all day you know we're starting to hit that kind of close to that that seasonal depression time you gotta prepare yourself you know you gotta hear you gotta hear some real life accounts yeah we're not special we're not we're just giving our own experiences and we definitely don't get paid for this yet yet so for all those for all those listeners that are out there that you know want to invite some more friends once you know once nathan starts to monetize this thing yeah um if you want to share it with you know i always say one friend but if you want to share with all your friends that's cool too share with all of them you know give it five stars apple podcast follow it on spotify i don't know spotify have a review process i don't think so Um, but if it has a review process give it the maximum yeah, I don't think I don't. I don't Even if we're trash, so give us the maximum, and then text me and tell me it's trash. Yeah, yeah. If you just lie, then I'll I'll accept you better. I'll give you a dollar for Can a limited time. Yeah, for a limited time. Because when this time. has a million listens, I'm not giving you all a dollar. AKA, you have um, three hours after the podcast is posted, which is going to get posted at like midnight, and I'm not going to announce it until the next morning. Hey, so sucks. Tough, <laughs> tough. If you're a real one, you heard this in the first three yeah, hours. You'll be up. You'll be up. Anyways, the topics we discussed in the last one were heavy. Quite. But I think we're so used to. Well, this is kind of cool. I think we're so used to carrying how heavy they are. They felt light. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was really philosophical. That that was that was quite philosophical, and I'm here for it. I like it. You know. Every day, I feel like he's a get a new answer on something, get some more clarity. You know, this is a it's a it's a big learning process even now. I've had a revelation kind of leading up into thinking about how I wanted to address this and how I want to talk about it. And I think me and you, Josh, both kind of do it to ourselves in a way. But I think a common issue we both deal with is we overcommit ourselves greatly. Oh, if that isn't the the story of the last four months of my yeah. life. By far. Complete overcommitment. And it's just like, you know, you get in, you get, you really get in that internalized mindset of, uh, oh, well, I got extra time. You know, I could be doing more. I right. could be doing more. Because that's what I've told myself is like, you yeah. all this extra time due to COVID. You're not going out, going anywhere, but like spend it getting better at something. Yeah. But then you turn around and, you know, you find out that that time that I said I could be doing more in is the time that I should have taken myself to really relax and bring myself centered to yeah. deal with the things that I already do. And here you are working a hundred plus hours a week, week in and week out with no escape. 
man, if that isn't the rat race, then I don't know what the rat race is. I've never heard of the term the rat race. Really? No, I haven't. No, it's just like the, you know, it's like, you know, that corporate environment. It's like, I, I'm going to graduate, get a oh, job, okay. work for the rest of my so life. So basically my greatest fear in life. Yes. Okay. We avoid that at all costs. <laughs> yep. We are, we're a rat running right now. Big old circle. Hey, you're the one with the corporate job. Yeah. And, uh. It's, it, it's very nice to have, you know, very, very nice experience and all that. But you also have two other jobs? Yeah. But. No, three. So I you're got, TA. Yeah, I'm teaching assistant. The corporate job. Right. The wellness coaching. Right. And then. You count being president of your organization. Yeah, president of my fraternity as well. Um, is that it? I'm a family man. And you're a full time student. And I'm a student. And you have a girlfriend. I got a lady. Shout out to Altaria. Yeah. She not no job, though. She the best part. Aww. Aww. I hope she, I, I hope she listened to the first seven, eight minutes of this and hears this. If not, then I'm talking to myself. Go ahead. Tell her you love her. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, why are we here? We're readdressing the uh, <laughs> most dysfunctional first five and a half minutes of a podcast ever. We're right. readdressing the uh, anxiety and depression episode because it was received really well, but I feel like it was rushed last time because we had to go to a meeting. Yeah, yeah. And we needed to do, give it its justice and its due. What is due? Yeah. So, where do you want to go with that first? I think we can keep riding the overcommitment okay. conversation and talk about like. So I feel like I'm overcommitted because, like I said last time, my biggest fear in life is being average. And I think the epitome of being average is, like, I guess now I've learned it's called the rat race of, mm-hmm. you know, just go to school, get your nine to five, make your average wages, you know, have a couple hobbies, start a family, and die. Yep. And there is nothing wrong with that. Yep. There are no issues with that. However, that is not what makes Nathan happy. I don't believe, I, obviously, I haven't done these things, but I don't believe that is what would fulfill me and make me happy in life. I feel like I'm called to do. Not necessarily more as in greater morally, but more as in more things quant- like in quantity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I spend this time, and I, I'm, I am a full-time student, and I have a full-time job. Well, not full-time. 30 hours a week. Roughly full-time. And those are, the full-time. Min- those are the minimum things I need to do to survive and get by. With the people you interact with, that's a full-time job. Okay. Well, that's, not, that's a different conversation. <laughs> and if you work with me, you know who we're talking about. But... Those are the minimum things I need to do to get by. And really, I don't have to go to school, but to the minimum standards of living and having the mom that I have, those are the things I have to do to get mm. by. I yep. can stop there. Good. But for some reason, I decide to have a podcast and work out nonstop and be a TA. And yep. Got to do more, you know? Got to have those, you know, we, we want all those very filling experiences and, and not only do I decide that I have to do those things I decide that I have to be the best I possibly can mm. be in those things and if I don't fulfill the being the best I possibly can be it just feels like I'm inadequate and it's not worth my time right and you can give the most average performance you know still get everything done you know right but that's that's not indicative that's not of who enough. I am as a person and who I want to be as a person yeah it's not enough and I think you will uh, reciprocate basically everything I just said but with your circumstances 
Oh, yeah. You could like, just have your job and your your schoolwork, and that could be it, but you choose not to, and you yeah. choose to be the best at everything it is. I, I, I can't, yeah, I can't help but know that every day, like, I have to put myself in a better position than what I was. Right. All the time. And what sucks is that, you know, it's just constant comparison all the time, you know, especially other people who I know are doing it. So, or just even with yourself. Yeah. So even if it's like, even if it's things that I know that I can't control. So if I'm working, if I'm, you know, doing, going by my normal blue cross day and I'm working with, you know, some of my team members who've been doing this for over 10 plus years and I've been doing it for not even 10 months, I still even have the, the, the the start to you know compare myself to that right and it's like they're on year 10 i'm not even on year one yeah but i still you know i still feel the need to you know show out and be the best and do the best and anything like that and it's like no these people and are if you don't live to those expectations you're disappointed in yourself oh by far. and you know being having your parents or someone you look up to being disappointed in you is one thing but being disappointed in yourself is an entirely other just ball game yeah, that's a lot harder to recover from. Yeah. You know, because then you're going to start to attribute that to just about everything. Because the people who care about you and you look up to are disappointing in you. They still love you and they'll build you back up. But when you tear yourself down, you're not mm. building yourself back up. No. You, it takes a lot of time and practice to get there. Yeah. You're, you're telling yourself, you know, mm, I messed up this last time. What's this next time gonna be like? Mm-hmm. And then this cascade could be something completely, completely unrelated. Yeah, completely unrelated. But you know, once one bad thing happens, you just got this, you know, this this cascade of just continuous bad things. You know, and you're not able to compartmentalize yourself and realize, okay, I screwed up in my work life today, but that doesn't mean my workout has to suck. Okay, my workout sucked. That doesn't mean my schoolwork has to suck. But in reality. You have a bad day at work, which leads into you having, I don't know, a bad workout, which means you're going to have, you make dinner and you burn the chicken and then you go to mm. do schoolwork that night and you can't get anything right and it just compounds on itself. You can't. And then it, and then it just really gets down to those little things, you know, your shirt gets caught on the door handle to the door and you're just like, you man. Skip, you're just fuming. You're so mad. You <laughs> kick the door. Then you break your foot. Go to the, oh yeah. Yeah. And then now it's like, just, just, just life is such a cascade. And then, you know. On the flip side, we really don't give as much, you know, like play and support to when we do something that's like really good. Yeah. It's like, okay, I should be doing this anyway. Put that to the back burner of my mind. Right. What's next? And, you know, that's not healthy. And I actually uh, read this post that I actually uh, put up on my Instagram the other day about internalized capitalism. Okay. And... I ended up resonating with every every single point on there. But what it is just saying, like, that hard work mentality that I need to do this, this, and this all the time, 100% of the time, because if I'm not working, then I'm not going to get, like, what I want in life. Right. And that right there puts such a hindrance on, you know, checking in with yourself, checking in with your mental health, and, you know, all the stuff that we need. But we don't really understand we need it because the only thing we understand is that we need to work harder. 
like I understand it's kind of interesting like in the moment I realize like you know the things I'm doing are going to take tens of thousands of hours of work to get to where I want to be but I also can't realize that if I miss one hour of work that that's not the end mm-hmm. but if I do it in the moment I'm like oh I screwed up yep I can't make I can't make this up it's over yep you miss one hour of work now you're uh, now you're contemplating every other career path that you should have taken right is this really for me am I good enough for this yeah constantly but and I think to an extent what we're describing is just normal human behavior right but it's definitely compounded by mental health and a cause it's kind of a positive feedback loop in a way of it causes it and then the effect of the mental health causes it even greater which mm-hmm. causes worse mental health and yeah and now you're uh, you know just laying in your room wondering what all, where all the time went because mm-hmm. now you've just been laying in bed all day pondering the existence of the universe why are we here why are we here why am I here? Why am I still doing work? How did we get here? All, how did we get here? Yeah. All that, all that crazy stuff, man. It's just a. It's just weird, you know. I, I, I feel like over the last, I guess, kind of few years, and maybe it's kind of just like a college thing, right? But people have been talking a lot more about, you know self-care and taking care of yourself and all that but i feel like a lot of things that we read and see on the internet and all over the place is very surface level and i don't really think it addresses all the time you know the complexities of what everyone goes through and how people manifest it you know because when you think the word when you think the word depression first thing you think of is you know for at least the first thing that I think of is, you know, extreme sadness. I think of existential dread, which is yeah. extreme sadness. And that's not the way that it appears in me. Like, that's not how I show it. Right. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, you see the, I'll cover with a smile type thing like that. You know, that's how they show it. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. And you go all the way down the spectrum. Now you see people, you know, like I said, laying in bed all day. The people who are contemplating self-harm, you know, things like that. And it's such a it's such a massive spectrum that is really, really isn't done justice because yeah. that's the first thought that comes to people's mind when they hear the term. And it's just such a... I don't know how I don't know how that gets remedied because I feel like we're already so down the rabbit hole of self care. Well, and mental health is such an individualistic thing too. Yeah, it is. It like, really is. The two of us are so underrepresentative of the entire spectrum of mental health as a whole. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's almost like unfathomable for me to believe there are people out there who legitimately have stable mental health. And I understand everybody gets sad and everybody gets happy, but like, it's almost unbelievable for me to think there are people out there who don't suffer from some form of anxiety or don't suffer from some form of depression. I guess because I've never lived a life where that didn't exist for me, where I can't mm-hmm. believe it, but like, I, I, I just can't fathom what that would be. Yeah. It exists in majority of people, I would say, because it wouldn't be an illness if the majority of people had it, I don't think. Right. Yeah. That's it's... a fair thing for me to assume. Yeah. I mean, it, it's such a... It's such a thing that kind of takes over every facet of your life that, you know, even though it's a negative thing, you can't, you can't imagine life without it. Right. At all. Like, I I can't imagine life without, you know, my weekly 
sometimes every other day sad points. Yeah. I either call them episodes. Um, and it's just such a such a singular thing, like you said. It's it, it like I sit here and you know I'm I'm kind of at a loss for words because of how hard it is to explain. Right. Like we're gonna address like how you should speak to and like address people who you're close to, and how you can help them when they're dealing with things. Mm-hmm. But that's individual to us. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna touch on some general broad topics. There's some don't do this and do this, but then we'll be more specific and talk about how like help us specifically. And that's not going to apply to, I'd say majority of people. Yeah. That's not going to apply to all of your homies. It's not going to apply to all of your I think that's the challenge people. though with, with mental health as we deal with it is one stigmatizing it, which I think we're starting to overcome as a society. Yeah. Stigma around it. At I least maybe so. it's just the environment I surround myself with, which is a big deal to me, but I definitely feel like the stigma has decreased. But then just being able to address how individualistic it is and you're dealing with people's brains and their lifetime of experiences and every single case is a new mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yeah, we're definitely starting to, just as a society, we're just starting to understand it more. Yeah. And what I'm afraid of is that it's going to become popular and people are just going to say, yeah, I have this and I have this, when in reality they're just dealing with normal human emotions. Man. I'm happy you don't have Twitter. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that has already happened. Well, like, anxiety as an emotion is a normal and common thing to have. Yeah. Anxiety as a disorder is not. Right. Sadness is a normal human emotion. Chronic sadness in the form of depression is not. It's not. And, you know, people, These are the key differences to me. A lot of people can conflate that, you know. Right. But just because you have a, a speech coming up in front of 100 people... I guess in your Zoom call during 2020, and you're nervous about it, does not mean you have anxiety. Right. You don't have anxiety. Just because... Whenever you, you've been paying for a gym membership for two months because you don't want to go to the gym and cancel your gym membership face-to-face, now we're talking about something different. I'm definitely not calling myself out right that right there. Because I, I still have that gym membership in carry and I haven't been in two months. I need to go cancel it. <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face right now. He's just straight O face, like doesn't know what to say. He's just like, man, yeah, I can, I can afford it. Maybe <laughs> no, I'll go I back. Can't. I really can't. Maybe I'll go back one day. I really can't. That's why you guys got to share the podcast with a friend so I can start running ads. I'd say where, where's the anchor sponsored message at? Look, we've had sponsorships already. I just don't run them because I feel like I don't want to monetize this. And people, I don't know, they don't listen to hear ads. They listen to hear. They don't listen to hear what I have to say either. They just listen to like put me on the background. Anyways, I like to think they listen to what you say. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever. Regardless, where were we with this? Um, manifest itself differently. We're yeah, using yeah. The so, so, so people people are different, and recognizing an emotion is different from a disorder. I think is key. One because like to the people that deal with it all the time, it's kind of like. I don't know. I don't want to say anyone like, oh, you don't have this or you don't have this. It's not a competition by any means, mm-hmm. but in a way you could feel slighted. I don't feel like that often, but whenever I see someone, there's there's certain, there's rare occasions where I just kind of feel like, like really? like Yeah. I don't want to be too specific because I don't want to call people out or whatever, but. Yeah, I've definitely seen some, uh, oh, past my bedtime. Um, I've definitely seen some, some, some times 
where it's just like, like, come on, like I, you and I both know that you don't like have this, you don't have that. Um, and you know, maybe I could just be telling a lie. Maybe you actually do, but you know, you never, you never fully know what's going on with someone, but I don't know. There's just certain certain things, you know, certain certain times. Yeah. You just kinda you just kinda know for sure that you that that you got something and yeah. that maybe you need to, you know, go talk to someone and actually kinda explore those emotions a little more and understand where you're coming where where right. you're coming from. I guess this is kind of a, a decent segue into like, you know, understanding what is a natural emotion and what is a disorder. This is more of a, like an individual question to you, but like, if I'm me or any of our other two roommates over here, how could we recognize if you're dealing with something, and how could we help you in a situation where you're having a rough day or a rough episode? Mm. Like, I understand you don't look at yourself in a mirror whenever you're having a bad day, but what are subtle cues that you realize that you do that maybe people don't pick up on? Yeah, so I feel like my mental health really. My mental health and the way that I show it is also very much on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that I'll do that's kind of a kind of pretty obvious for a good a good good starting point, and I surprisingly haven't done this lately. So that's how I kind of know that it's on a spectrum. Is I'll normally will stay in my room in the mornings, like in bed, yeah, for just hours. Like, if I'm not out by, like... If you're not 10, getting your coffee by 9, 10 o'clock, I know that you're having a rough day. Yeah, there, there's there's something that happened. There's something I'm dealing with. Because I don't or do... Or you're in a meeting. But usually yeah. you come get coffee before you go into a meeting. Yeah. And I don't do homework that early. Right. So I'm not doing that. And I don't play video games that early. So I'm not doing that. So either you have sold your soul to Blue Cross or you're having a rough day. Or I sold my soul to NC State. Mm. Or I've just sold my soul... To the, the devil. To the devil. The or highest the Ghost bidder. Rider. Oh, of course. Great movie. Great movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that. Another thing that I do is, is kind of is kind of consistent. But I just get really dejected and kind of yes. you know reserved. I'll just get very quiet. And one of the things that's really big for me is that I don't make eye contact. Yeah, this is all. noticeable. Um, if you're talking to me and I'm and I'm, you know, not in the right headspace. Uh, I, w- I won't look you in the eye while you're talking. Right. Um, I hardly do that anyways. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big, I'm big on eye contact. Yeah, I struggle a lot with it. It makes me really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Not with you because we, yeah. Much, but like in general with like strangers, yeah. Yeah. It makes me real uncomfortable. So, I like looking at people's foreheads because they can't really tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah, so if I'm if I'm not making eye contact and I'm just kind of like staring at my phone trying to have a full conversation with you, yeah, you you, you kind of know for sure that is definitely a massive giveaway for me. Because you're a really talkative person amongst people that you care about. Oh, by far. So whenever you're out here just chilling your phone and you don't have anything to say during any sort of conversations, mm-hmm. like we know, I've always we, got something to say. Yeah, you always <laughs> have something to say. Some call something stupid. All Make the fun time. of somebody, crack an inappropriate joke. Yeah, consistently. So when you know when that's kind of happening, it, you can you can see right through me. Right, right through me. And 
I guess one of the last things that I can say is pretty that that's kind of kind of kind of consistent. It, it, it kind of varies. Is um, you know, I won't really eat as much like during the day. It's not healthy Are at you all. Okay, right now. I know you said you didn't eat much today. Oh yeah, I'm I'm good today. I don't know why I didn't eat much. Today. You were just super busy, I guess. Yeah, it was just weird. Like you know, coffee. Coffee be filling me up, <laughs> and like I had coffee at like noon, so I was like, okay, oh, yeah. I'm I'm good. Uh, but yeah, if I'm really not eating a lot, like, yeah. Okay, so to sum up, you you have a late start to your day, right? You become socially distant. Word to COVID. Word to COVID. But more socially distant, actually, like socially, not physically oh, distant. Yes, even more. And your diet suffers. And my diet. Stop eating. Suffer. Stop eating. And it's like, I, and I'll get hungry too. I just won't eat. Yeah. Just won't do it. The more intriguing thing for me is like, I recognize most of these signs. Aside from the eating thing, I've never noticed that before. The mm-hmm. other two I definitely have noticed before just because we live together and I noticed. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's bound to notice. How, um, how should we as like your friends or roommate, your family, if your family's listening, your girlfriend, if your girlfriend's listening, how should we deal with that to best help you? Because... I understand that these emotions just kind of have to run their course. There's really nothing anybody can say or do, but yeah. there's ways people can support you to make you feel more comfortable. Yeah, I'm a. Whew, that's it. That's a really good question because this is. It, it's actually taken me many years to figure out what actually works for me. Right. Um, because I'm not one like like definitely don't come in and like bombard me with questions and you know stuff like that. How are you I, feeling, Josh? What can I do for you today? How can yeah. I help you? You know. Like to me, that feels ingenuine. One even of if the, it's not. yeah, one of the easiest things. Oh my goodness, one of the easiest things uh, to really, really make me feel just a little bit better is just to be in my presence. Yeah, like we don't even have to talk. Like, especially you know, if I'm in my room, you know, I'm on the game or something like that. You know, just come in and just like watch me. Or if I'm just like out here to watch TV, I'm out here on the balcony, like just come out there and just sit. Yeah. Don't gotta, we don't gotta talk about anything in particular. We can talk about, you know, something kind of random, but, uh. With you, it's usually shoes or music. Yeah. It's like, I don't really need as much of a, I don't really want as much attention, but that presence really does something, yeah. you know, different for me. To be fair, we can't really go in your room when you're playing the game because your door's usually closed. Yeah, you know, give it a knock. Um, we kind of have a closed door policy. Yeah. Uh, another thing that kind of helps is uh, just getting me out of my room. Yeah. You know, because that, that's... Do you mean in the sense of like getting you out and like getting you in the living room or getting you out and getting you out in public, walking around, going to see things? Uh, kind of a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, it just, just kind of depends. Um, you know, being confined by four walls, you know, during COVID for the majority of my day isn't really helpful. So right. like even just stand outside for a little bit. I mean, the weather's perfect outside. Like one of the things that really helps with my emotions too is going on a walk. Um, that's normally something I do on my own, but you know, that just, that just goes to show how much it, just being outside just kind of yeah. helps me. Um, that's why having an apartment with a balcony is so important to us too. Oh, big, big. And then just, letting it pass just be like hey like even just come up to me like hey like i recognize that it kind of seems like you know 
you're not really feeling well, you know, if you need anything, man, I'm here. Mm. I'm going to let you do your thing, but I'm here. And me hearing that, I'm like, okay, bet. Like, at least that, you know, depending on how long this mood actually lasts, mm -hmm. at least I can go. I, I'm, I now feel comfortable and free to talk about it. Because I'm normally, you know, nine times out of ten, no matter how close we are, I don't really feel more so inclined to just come out and be like, hey, guys, you know, I'm depressed right now. Here's this, this, and this going on. Because, you know, I don't always want to bother you with my problems. And then a lot of the time when I come first and I say it, that's when it kind of becomes like real for me. Yeah. When you're like admitting. Yeah. And it's like if I'm coming first and saying it, it just feels like, you know, I'm really just just stuck. Stuck in that moment. So would you rather have one of us be like, hey, Josh, how are you feeling today? Yeah. I don't know if you notice this, but I try to make a habit of doing that with you anyways. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, you do it. You, you do it per regular anyway. Pretty much every day, I, at some point, I ask you how you're doing. But, um, yeah, and then just kind of how I respond. If I respond like, 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 kind of like a, kind of like a jerk a little bit, like, like, yeah, why the hell are you asking? <laughs> something like that. Like, there might actually be something wrong with me that I'm just, you know, showing it wrong. But if I'm like, yeah, I'm lately, straight. Yeah, lately you've been like, yeah, I'm actually having a pretty good day. Yeah, like well, I'm like, yeah, I'm actually, you know, having a good day. I'm gonna be completely honest. Yeah. Majority of the time, I'm definitely gonna be honest with you, unless I'm really just in like, kind of a kind of a mood where, you know, I'm not doing super bad. Like I'm, I, like it's kind of manageable. It's something yeah. that I just like. Okay, a little bit of time, I'll be fine. Yeah. Something like that. You feel yourself slipping there. Yeah, and then there. you start to slip, and then you, you know, getting this. Existential quicksand. The worst. The worst. The Man. feeling when one mistake just ruins your entire life and you can never accomplish any of your goals and you'll never get there because you made one mistake. Oh, and then just, you know, life, you, you just kind of, you just kind of give up. But, you know, having that, just having that, having that support and just the presence of people around me when all I want to do is just kind of be on my own. And I don't really want to be on my own. Right. It's just that I'm not trying to really change your mood right? because of how I'm feeling. I feel like it's kind of unfair sometimes. But, you know, that's not always that's not always true. You know, it's it needs true. to be shared. You know we care about you. And yeah. we're willing to have our moods changed as long as we can help yours out. Right. We can share the load a little bit. And it's like, it, it's it's things like that that a lot of people, you know, feeling this, feeling this way and feeling depression they kind of need to they need to understand as well you know you you the people that you see on a daily basis are most likely the people that really care about you the most right and so and are genuinely curious i've had this saying for for years and it's always been uh those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind hey well if you can just tattoo that on my forehead, so every morning that I wake up in the mirror and read it. I mean, you, actually, honestly, you should just get a sticky note and stick it on your mirror. Man, sticky notes fall. Because that's a much less more invasive than a tattoo on your forehead. Yeah, I'm just gonna get a. I'm just gonna get a Nathan whiteboard. Hey, facts. Leave it at that. I'm missing those days. You miss the whiteboard days? I do. Yeah. I do. I kind of felt like they were corny in a way, but maybe that's just. I was a massive fan. Were you? Yes. Uh -huh. Re I honestly really look forward to it every time. Well, I'll have to bring it back. Like, 
I mean, don't bring it back for just me. No, I'll bring it back for but just you. It was, uh, yeah, it was a great time. Oh. I need more content on my social media platforms anyways. Okay, so now on to you. Oh, Jesus. I get extremely irritable. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to say that I feel I like there's something short fuse. But like a short fuse from the standpoint of like, I'm not going to blow up, blow up. It's happened rarely. Mm-hmm. But more so from like, I reckon like, I will blow up, but I'm able to recognize when I'm about to lose it and I can like exit myself from a situation. Okay. Like if anybody that I work with listens to this, there is a particular person that just grinds my gears sometimes. And sometimes we're good friends. Sometimes he grinds my gears. And sometimes I just have to go hide in the bathroom for 30 minutes. Hey. Because if not, I'm going to start yelling at people. And I'm not, I'm just not that kind of person. I don't like getting mad at people. Pooping on company time. You can never go wrong. Facts. Never go wrong. Redownload Instagram for my 20-minute oh, poop session. Okay, we can't even get into that. We're not getting into that. Can't do right that. Now. I'll be here all night. I, I uh, periodically delete and redownload Instagram throughout the day to keep myself from binging on it lately. And from falling victim to the companies. Falling victim <laughs> to the corporations. <laughs> no, I mean... Alright, continue. So you got irritability. I don't know. Like, it's so hard to recognize in a way, even though it's me. But I feel like... I do this all the time, though. So in a way, it's kind of like not even a symptom of anything. But like, I... Like, you were talking about, like, distancing yourself or not really having anything to say. Mm-hmm. Like, you know me. I always have some, like, smart comments to make or something like that. But if someone says something smart to me, I don't respond to them. It's like... I'm just like, yeah, cool. Mm, yeah, cool. There might be something going on here. Like, I love playing devil's advocate and just getting on people's nerves. Like, oh, how'd you drop that? Getting on people's nerves and, like, oh, he pulled his hamstring. We're watching a football game, by the way. But... When I don't do that, it's like, yeah, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you hit that, once you just hit that I don't care moment, man, you really do not care. <laughs> like, well, but as far as like, that's just like life anxiety and getting caught up in myself. And then sometimes I allow myself to slip up and miss assignments like purposely. Like I am aware that I'm not going to get this done and I just don't care. I just go to bed. Mm-hmm. Like right now. I have an assignment due tonight, and I'm not doing it. I just don't have time. Okay, so I, I was gonna say, are, are we seeing a, are we seeing a, a moment right now in the middle but of the podcast? I don't have, no, I mean, kind of, but I don't have time because I spent all my time worrying about things and instead of doing my assignments. Mm-hmm. So, but that's more of like a existential anxiety kind of thing, not like existential sadness, but more so right. existential like being afraid I think that's the difference between what you and I deal with is you're sad I, I would say I'm more like extremely fearful yeah. of what the future holds man existential that's a word. that ain't the name of the game but as far as like socially like one I I don't know if this is a way for me to say it I guess I'm good at not getting myself in uncomfortable social situations and by that I mean pretty much all of them like, if we're out in public and we're going to walk into a place and have to speak to someone at a front counter, I'm usually going to circle back and let someone walk in in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can say that I'm not the biggest fan of talking to people either. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can... I mean, I feel like that goes back to the little gym membership thing, too. You know? Right, right. I, I literally yeah. have been paying for a gym membership for two months because I don't... Because at the... At the 
contract says that I have to cancel in person. Mm-hmm. And which I think is just crazy. Well, and also, a- so I've had the idea of sending them an email and being like, hey, due to COVID, I moved out of NC State and I live far away now. Just totally lying, of course. But even that gives me anxiety because I don't want to get a mean email back and have to deal with a mean email conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, nah, you got to send a representative. Like, I'm just kind of <laughs> like... Now you got a fake mustache and a hat. Now you're Pathan Neris. Pathan Neris. It'd be like that. I should start that, like as a pseudonym on social media. Yeah, Pathan Neris. Start a Finsta. Pathan Neris. Pathan underscore Neris. Oh, do it. And you just post pictures of just you and a mustache and a hat. Just <laughs> all the same picture, too. Um, but I feel like with social social anxiety, there really are no cues for me. Of Just know all of them make me uncomfortable pretty much 100% of the time. Okay. Like, I do a good job at work of separating myself from Nathan the person and Nathan the employee at Porsche who's just trying to help this person out and get their car fixed. So I can go up to people at work all day, constantly, and it won't really bother me to say, hey, what's up, how are you? But, like, ask me to do that in public to a random stranger on my own time? Not happening. Yeah, that, yeah that's, a, that's a little different. I have to force myself to say, have a good day to the people sitting at the desk after you as you leave the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, they check you in to go into the rooms. Yeah. Like, I force myself to say, yeah, have a good day, guys. That's, that's like, difficult for me. Like, I have yeah. to work myself up to it. Like, I'm working myself up to a squat. Okay. That's interesting. And I really don't know how to, how to remedy that at all. Because you, you, think, you think something like that would get better with time and practice, but so you, it really doesn't. So you're saying how to remedy that in terms of you just getting... Getting better. Like, getting better as in you just... Kind of just do it naturally anyway. Yeah, be more comfortable in the situation. Ah, okay, okay. Um, like the day you see Nathan going to parties and like having a good time, like genuinely, hell is frozen ever. I feel like I feel like with something like parties and all that. One, if you're listening to this, don't go to any parties. Two, unless it's 2021 and COVID doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, unless you're listening to this in 2021 um, or or beyond. So or before, like, in which case, let us know you're a time traveler, please. So I feel like with parties though, it just kind of you definitely got to start with just like you know just like a a little get together or a, a kickback or something where you just know everyone in there. But see, like once you get over like maybe six or seven people, I'm out. I can't do it anymore because then you can have several conversations going at the same time in the same room. And, like, I'm not an extremely, like, self-centered person, but just my natural instinct is, like, yeah, they're probably talking junk about me. And, I'm like, I've never experienced that hardly, like, middle school. Everybody gets talked trash about middle school. But, like, I've never experienced really, like, gossip said about me or anything. So, I really don't understand why I believe that everybody that's hey, talking, man. again, a conversation I'm not involved in is trash about me, but... That's the spotlight effect. I guess. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the term, but I guess that it makes sense. Yeah, the spotlight effect is basically just, like, like, we think we're in the spotlight. Yeah. Every single time we go anywhere, but in reality, we are not thought of. Like, I would. By the average person. I would love nothing more than to just be a wallflower. And have, like, if I went to a giant party, just be a wallflower and have, like, two people talk to me the whole time. Hey, you know, you got your little drink in your hand, you know, you just cool in. Yeah, my water. No. <laughs> <laughs> your Guinness. Anyways. Yeah, it's a, okay, so, so then how do we best support you? Um,. Uh, we're in a social situation and we can't get out of it this happened to me a lot in high school and like early years of college mm-hmm. if you say we're going to go to a social gathering together and I agree to do it that means I am trusting you with my life 
Yeah. So, so don't stay around you. Don't walk away from me the second we get there. I. I okay. Oh I my god, it. it happened so much. I definitely feel so I much. Definitely I vividly it. remember this birthday party, and I'm not gonna accurately describe it because I don't want this person to feel bad because they'll feel bad if they hear this. They're a genuinely good person. They didn't mean to make me feel this way. Went to this birthday party with hundreds of people at it. We're sitting at a Who table. Who has hundreds of friends? It, it was a massive birthday party. Massive <coughs> birthday like they had like a live band and everything. Must be nice. Yeah, facts. But and if you think this is about you, it's not. It's not. Okay? Cap. It's just not. It might be, but it's probably not. Yeah. If, if you think this is about you. Anyways. Yeah, I was like just chilling, having a good time, and then went to get food, came back, nobody was there. Waited a solid 15 minutes, nobody came back. Still sitting at the table by myself. Gave another 10 minutes, got up and left. Got a phone call like an hour later. Where'd you go? Home. Home. Because you left me. And I am not about to go make friends. Say, I don't know these people. I'm not going to go talk to them. Just, hey. Weather is pretty nice lately, huh? Yeah, no. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's weird. I think in a way, now that it's kind of had a revelation to me, I think the reason why I push myself to be as good at things as I possibly can is because usually when you're good at things, people start conversation with you about the things you're good at. That is true. Conversation comes a lot easier. Like, you want to have someone have a conversation to you in the gym, squat four or five in front of people who don't really squat that much. And then we're like, hey. How did you do that? How did you, How'd do you that? get there? Yeah. Things like that. And you know. And that transfers a lot of things in life. I was trying to have a good, easy, quantifiable example. Yeah. And that just shows me, you know, you've got a genuine interest. Right. you got a genuine interest in me. But like. I'm not going to start that conversation. I don't care if you squat 700 in front of me. I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty I'm cool. Be like, that's cool. I'm not talking to you, though. Oh, that guy. Squat heavy, but he grunted really freaking loud. Like, I might give you a head nod, but we're not having uh, a conversation. Oh, absolutely not. Because after, like, two words, my mind's going to go blank, and I'm just going to lose it. <laughs> I feel you. It's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's constant struggle. Constant, constant struggle. Mm. That beer burp was nasty. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the, the, the social situations part is definitely, uh, a, a really interesting section, I think, just because of the fact of how, like, how unpredictable all of yeah. them are. Like, you're never, like, that's why I don't really allow myself to get in those situations, because I, that, that unpredictability is what sets me off. Yeah. Like, you never know whether even that person is having a good day, whether, you know, how they're going to respond to you, yeah. or the second, if you if you say something wrong, yeah. that somehow ticks them off, because, you know, you know, you say, hey, man, you, you see that Ravens and Chiefs game, man, the Ravens suck, and now they're a lifetime Ravens fan who's grandfather was like the first Ravens player to ever play the game or something like that. Yeah, or, or something like... <sighs> I'm like, what'd you say? Ugly? Like, like, and now I'm ugly. <laughs> I don't even... Yeah. And I'm trying to like think, like, is it the uncertainty that scares me or is it the anticipate... I guess that's the same thing. But like, the actual interaction itself. No, I, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. And I don't know. I really don't because yeah. you can't really separate the two. At least yeah. in my situation, because I just feel constant uncertainty, and I feel like there's probably people out there who don't feel constant uncertainty when they have 
regular conversation with people, but I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just so based on... That's why, like, you guys... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 keep going. You guys told me one time that apparently I said to you and how I became friends with you is I said, hey, you guys are cool, let's hang out more. Like, I still to this day don't believe you that I said that because there's just no way that I said that. Well, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. What did on. I say? It was not worded like that. What did it I say? Like that. We just ended up getting like cool over time. Uh huh. And one of the things that said it off. This is like was, sophomore year of college. Yeah. Probably. This is one of one of the things that said it off was when I invited you over to watch the Super Bowl with us. Uh huh. You remember that? I do. Right. And I wasn't gonna go because I was still mad about the Saints game. All right. You still and came. I was dead set on not going. Yeah. And I told my mom about it. And she's like, Yeah, you should just go. It's like, Okay, cool, whatever. I'll go. Still came, you know, we were cool and all that. It was actually a pretty nice time. Yeah. Um, you were worried you got the vegan pizza and I wasn't vegan anymore. True. <laughs> I do remember that. I was like, oh my God. And then I walk in and grab a slice of pizza. And- I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're straight. Um, man, how did that, how did those events transpire after that? Because I don't remember saying these things that you're about to recount, and I don't believe that I said them because they are so uncharacteristic of my personality to say. I honestly don't even remember mentioning to you to be like, like roommates. I don't even remember. That's a different conversation. Though. I, I remember that. We can get to that in a second, though. I think we just kind of like you just kind of like kept working out at the same time that I had my Friday shifts, right? And we would just talk every single time. Right. I, I remember I remember one day I had the like like the intentional thought to be like, hey, I want to hang out with Nathan Paris more. Like, but I know that I would not have gotten to that point and we wouldn't be here how we are now if you also didn't clearly express a, a following interest. See, I don't you say I said what did I say, first of all? Because I don't remember exactly. Did I much. say this? Like, did I say that you said this? You and Justin said I said something to you guys, and I can't remember exactly what the wording was. They said something along the lines of like, hey, I really enjoy having fun with you guys or whatever. We should hang out more often. Like, I feel like that was said, said to me that. at some point. It was, this was verbally. There wasn't a message, so don't like go looking through them. Yeah. But apparently, according to you and Justin, in one conversation we had like a year ago, and you know, I'm probably all butchering this up, I said that. And that is so uncharacteristic of who I am. I just can't fathom myself ever being that blunt about something. I keep saying fathom. It's I don't. I honestly don't remember having this conversation. Okay, well, either way. <laughs> we ended up trying to be roommates because there was something along the lines of you guys needed an extra person that was random, and I was with the person, shout out to Ian, but we were going to have two randoms, and I was just told Ian straight up, I was like, I'd rather have three people that I know than two randoms, and I'm sorry. I, yeah, I remember that whole talk. I felt time. awful, and Ian, if you ever hear this, I'm sorry. But I think it worked out best for both of us anyways. I remember, yeah, I remember it was like, man, I am not living with a random person. I'm not doing it. I think this. it's worked out. I'm basically you guys' mom. <laughs> I was like, I, I, remember, I remember thinking to myself, like, who else am I really cool with that isn't our past roommate from this year. Why didn't you guys live with Kevin? I don't even know the reason why. I think he just wanted to live somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, mm, there's one person I see 
just about, you know, every single week. Yeah. And that's good old Nathan Paris. So we saw each other probably like that day. I think we saw each other at least twice a week. Maybe it was Justin. Though. I think I had a class with Justin. That's what it was. I had a class with you Justin and we would right? work out. Yeah. And yeah. We, I would work out during his shift too. Yeah. And then he, him and Jalen would come to your shift sometimes when I was working, yeah. working out. And they were just all together like, hmm, we you know go to Golden Dragon. You know what? Where are we living next year? <laughs> so. I think it worked out. We're doing all right. Yeah. I, I, Minus our kitchen sink right now. We're doing all right. Uh, we'll just... See, those are the things like when I'm having anxiety issues, the little things like that set me off. Set me off. The kitchen sink. They don't make me mad. They give me like panic attacks. Like many, I don't want to say panic attacks. That's not fair for people who actually suffer panic attacks. But like, mm. I almost shut down. Like when I'm trying to make dinner and there's still dirty dishes in the sink from like three days ago. Oh my God. Lose my mind. Lose my mind. Hey. I can't focus. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just, it's just there and present. You turn around yeah. and it's just dish. Oh, but I guess I only really cover the social thing. Just not getting upset about irritability because it's just like, I don't intend to be a dick. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just freak out. Because I think, in a way, I, I was, as I was saying, I was thinking leading up to this podcast how I wanted to address it and I was being really introspective. Like, anxiety is the feeling of like, it's, a, it's fear. And, and your natural response to fear is fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can either get really aggressive and get pissed off or you can hide yourself away and run. And I think I exhibit both these things pretty regularly. I think I do a pretty good job of internalizing my, like, anger and fear and, like, fight because it's not fair to project that on anybody because that's just not the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to look back because I remember my mom, I'd be, like, five or six years old. We were living in our apartment by ourselves, just me and her. I remember vividly having conversations almost daily of, like, she would get upset at me because I would get in the car after school and be mad at her. Because mm. I had a bad day. And now, flash, like, forwarding to where I am now, like, it makes sense. It's probably, like, the beginnings of that, maybe. Mm. And I'm sure my mom will text me after she listens to this episode and be like, oh, I remember this, or I didn't remember this. This was not true. Or whatever. Yeah. I remember having this conversation for some reason. And I remember she would get upset with me saying that I can't allow myself, like, what, like one bad part of my day to affect every other part of my day or something. Mm. And I think that was me getting angry due to being angsty because I had a rough time. And it's hard. I mean, that's a... Very easier said than done, but yeah, I mean, it, I mean that's the same thing we were talking about earlier—the whole cascade of one bad thing to another bad thing. Right. And well, now I'm now I'm pissed off and I'm being a jerk and I just yelled at you, Justin or Jalen, and you, Justin, Jalen, having a bad day, so you just yell back at me. And then now, not only do I feel bad, but then you're mad at me. And, and now we're in our rooms. Now we're in our rooms. <laughs> now, no, now the TV's not on. <laughs> no one's in the living room. And now I'm sitting here sulking in my angst and thinking about how much you guys hate me and that you're just going to go all sublease and find the new apartment. And oh, my gosh. These are regular thoughts, honestly. I don't have the patience to go sublease. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I will just keep paying. <laughs> and get a new apartment. Ooh, two rents at once. That's ugly. I can't do that. But, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, just all of our personal accounts and, and life and all that, but I feel, I feel like we've gotten to a, a pretty good point in life to where we really understand those emotions pretty well. Kind of. I'd say so. I understand them. It doesn't mean I know how to deal with them, though. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like, you know, you don't always need an answer on how to deal with it. Right. You don't always need to be like, hey, I'm feeling this, this, and this, and I need to do X, Y, and Z to stop it completely. I think if, you know, we just had the, we just had the answer to stop things completely. I mean, we wouldn't even be really having this podcast. You know, and I get this feeling, like, that's kind of funny that you mentioned that way. That was a good catch. I get this feeling like the answer to solving these issues is like accomplishing all these million goals that I have for myself. Mm -hmm. But in my heart of hearts, I know that one of two things are true. I'm either never going to accomplish those things, which gives me anxiety, or when I accomplish those things, I'm going to have even higher goals to set that it will seem equally as improbable and impossible to reach. Right. You're just going to build more. And I know this, and yet I still let it bother me to no end. Yeah, you're going to check one goal off your list and you'll be like, well, I need a replacement. Like, I'm very self-aware of the fact that this is where my problems come from. However, I'm just like, okay, not going to change though. This is what it is. Like, I've told myself pretty much daily for the past four weeks now that I need to take a day off. Mm-hmm. And I really can't do yeah. it. Yeah, and I, and I, I talked about that whole internalized capitalism thing earlier, but that kind of just is the unfortunate circumstance of what is life that's never going to change. You know, at NC State, here's my podcastly, or is that a word? Weekly. What is the sure. weekly bashing of NC State? Decided to change their schedule to be, you know, no breaks, and nobody can go on vacation and whatever, and, you know, four days into the semester, they send everybody home, and they don't extend yep. the schedule back out, so now we just have 16 straight weeks of Kay Sandberg and Orgo 2. Yeah, I mean, it's like, y'all can't even give us our fall break back. Facts. You can't even, like, you can't even give us, like, Labor Day back? You know what I would do for two days off right now? Yeah, we didn't have Labor Day off. People would, people at work didn't believe me that I didn't have Labor Day off. Like, I, I, I remember logging on to my Blue Cross laptop ready to work. And no one was online. I was like, yo, like, am I missing something? What happened? And I was like, no, it's Labor definitely Day. Labor Day right now. And I definitely still have class later. And so this non-relenting, and then with summer classes too, that was 10 straight weeks of two semesters packed in a 10-week span. Straight work. And I go straight from, you know, spring semester, they got destroyed by COVID, and that was all a mess, and then go straight into summer classes, and then have one week off, and go straight into this. Like, I am so mentally fatigued. I was talking to my good friend Ho the other day about this. Like, I can't even focus on one singular task for more than maybe 10 or 15 minutes at a time until I have to take a break or switch topics. Mm Mm-hmm. Makes and things really difficult when you have very complex things like Orgo two and A and P to deal with. Yeah, and I just feel like that that also is just compounded on the fact that we just got so much going on as students. Right. There's just everything pulling you in every direction. Um, I think us more so than most people, though. To be fair, to be fair to us, I think mm-hmm. we do a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but okay to say no and yeah. that's something that uh oh, man i remember i uh i think it was like a week ago i had said no to some meeting right and i felt amazing yeah i felt this extreme like like not even exaggerating i felt this extreme sense of elation yeah because i skipped a meeting and it was like no i said i'm skipping because i I need some time. Right. And, you know, it was so productive. You know, I went outside. 
A little walk. This is whenever you went to the art museum last week? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I kind of want to go tomorrow. You want to go? Man, based on the timing, yeah. You can do that. Like 3 o'clock? You didn't get three o'clock. Say no. No, just kidding. We can go after that. After it was cool. All right. Yeah. Look at that. Making plans. Ah, beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Speaking of making plans, let's make a plan to take a break right now. Grab yeah. some water. We'll reconvene in what's going to sound like 10 seconds, but probably like 10 minutes. Okay. Something I actually wanted to talk about last time we covered this, but I we didn't have time to, and I kind of forgot about it. Is this idea of uh, medicating for mental health issues? Do you have any personal experience with that, or did you have any personal experiences with that? None, and um, that's something that I've been kind of adamant on that I don't want to do. Why is that? Man, honestly, honestly, that's a great question. Like, it's just, it's just something when I think about my my mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, I I just don't feel the want to, you know, get it get it medically dealt with. Right. Um. Man, I don't even know why. Like, I can't even, I can't even give you, you know, like a, like, like a proper answer. And that's the, that's the crazy thing. It's just, I just, I just don't. I'm trying, I'm looking at my phone, trying to remember. So I was very against medications and I went to a doctor, the same doctor that was like, yeah, you have anxiety, you deal with issues differently than most people do. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever, and then she just straight like subscribed it to me. She didn't really ask my opinion on it. And I like when I she said that, I was like, you know, I don't really know how I feel about medication, whatever, whatever. And she was like, you know what, it's really not gonna be that hurtful to try it, which was kind of a lie. And I'll get into why that was kind of a lie. All right. But we'll, you know, you just kind of try it. You try different doses. You try different medications. Do so you find something that works? And I, I'm trying to find on the internet. I, honestly, I'm probably looking at it right now. I'm just not recognizing it anymore because drug names are so complicated but I know it was some sort of SSRI and if it's the weirdest feeling ever because you just kind of felt like I felt like I was just walking around the entire day in a fog like I was dissociated from who I am so I guess in a way it was like weird it was a weird experience it's kind of hard to describe was that a feeling walking around this Walk around this fog. Like, how did that kind of like impact like your judgments and like those daily interactions? Judgment wise, you were fine. You just kind of felt like a zombie. Like, you kind of felt like emotionless. Okay. And I think that has to do with the SSRIs are a form of antidepressant as well. Right. It's interesting. But I didn't like the way it made me feel because I just didn't feel like I was me. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I still was a pretty ambitious person and I still like got my stuff done but it just didn't feel like it felt like none of my interactions were authentic because people weren't speaking to the person I was mm. so you felt like you were just completely altered as a person right and, I, and I, from the research I did that kind of seems to be a pretty general thing so when I decided to not 
get my prescription refilled when we talked about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't really think I want to do medications anymore. What they don't tell you is SSRIs have a wicked, wicked withdrawal. I don't know if you've mm. ever heard of any of this. No, I haven't. So I dealt with something. I guess it, I think the term they use is like mind drop is what they call it. Okay. Do you ever have these moments when you're like you're laying in bed and you're about to fall asleep and you get this sudden feeling of like you're falling for a split second, like free fall? Yes. Okay, imagine this, but dozens of times per minute, 24-7 for a week straight. Like I'm walking to class and all of a sudden it just feels like I look down and I literally can feel the world crumbling beneath me and falling away from me. And for like two seconds and I'm like, oh, I'm back. I'm good. I'm on solid ground again. And then within 10 seconds, it happens again. And 10 seconds happens again. And you're sitting in class and it feels like the floor is falling out from underneath you constantly. The withdrawal was awful. Is that something that they told you about? Uh, the internet, that's why, like, mind drop is what they call it on the internet. It's a pretty common withdrawal symptom. She was, she just kind of said to me, like, yeah, some people have some different withdrawals, some people don't. But, and I think for the amount of time, I, I was on it for like a month and a half, two months. The amount of time that I was on it, she didn't expect my body to become that, I guess, accustomed to it. And I wasn't on that high of a dose. I, mean, I think, I, I don't know what the doses was. I'm not going to sit here and guess. Mm. But I think, like, the max dose was, like, we'll say 10 milligrams or whatever, and I was on, like, five. Okay. So it was a pretty average dose, I guess. It wasn't a high dose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when those drugs are crossing the blood-brain barrier, and I don't yeah, know. They just take over. It was just wild. They take over. It felt like, like that's the way I describe it, is that feeling of whenever you're like, like about to fall asleep, and it feels like you're falling all of a sudden, and it snaps you back awake mm-hmm. constantly, constantly, 24-7, mm-hmm. including when you're laying in bed trying to fall asleep, and you just kind of get used to it. When you need it the most. You kind of <laughs> get used to it, like... Or like the feeling whenever you're in a car and you go over a hill and you feel your stomach pick up out of your yeah. stomach. Your stomach pick up out of your stomach. Ha ha. Uh, like you're just laying in bed and you feel like your internals are just moving up and down inside you. And they're not. But you get that sensation of your equilibrium being thrown off that way. Hmm. You just kind of feel like everything's like hazy and dark. and It was a mess. But, but. I don't say this to discourage anyone from trying medications because there are plenty of people who need it like they require it to function because mm-hmm. there are some people who are extremely depressed and extremely anxious who can't even have a conversation or they can't leave the house without medication i think that's just not a way to live honestly yeah that's definitely a definitely a very debilitating state right just to be in just constantly taking medication doesn't mean you're a weak person not at all but you need to be very introspective and understand who you are and what it's done to you I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to understand both sides, you know, that, that, that biological side and, you know, what, what traumas are you dealing with? Right. What, what, what things went on in your life that, that added to how strong of a, how when, strong of a feeling? When your anxiety is. medication is giving you anxiety, that's when you stop taking the anxiety medication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang. It's like, that, that, that shouldn't be happening. That, this is like doing the opposite. It's like DJ Khaled, congratulations, yeah. you played yourself. Like, why did I? Why did I pay for this? I think it was like really cheap actually with my insurance. But it's like why did I even let my insurance yeah, pay for this? Perks of being in a family that works for insurance companies. Oh, of course. You experience that now too. Man, I, I am that family member. Facts. <laughs> but. Because, 
my closing topic I want to talk about, and this may run on for a while, I'm not sure, is like, we talked about the things you should, oh, offensive lineman touchdown. Well, look at him go. Eric Fisher. Oh, they're playing tips. Anyways, we've talked about the things you should do to support us specifically, but I want to get like a more general sense of like, what are some more general things to support people specifically? And what are some more general things that you should absolutely should not say to someone? Um, or do you? I think it's easier to start with like the not say thing. And I think the easiest thing for me, the first thing that comes to mind is do not ever, ever, ever try to minimize the way someone's feeling. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or not. tell them they shouldn't be feeling a certain way because this and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know. I know one of the things that a lot of a lot of people a lot of people don't like is don't 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 simultaneously make it about you when right. you're treating help. Like don't be like like someone is saying, "Hey, yeah, I feel like this is this," and you'd be like, "Oh man, that sucks. I'm really sorry. I also feel like this, this, and this, and you know, I've kind of had a bad day myself too. So I see where you're coming from. You see, like that kind of like yeah. made it, it about time you. and place for empathy, but yeah. it's not in the first sentence. Not at all. You got it. You got to give that present support. Yeah. First. Like five minutes into the conversation, if you want to relate to your own experiences and why you felt and how you dealt with it, sure. Mm-hmm. But that can't be the first thing you say. The first thing you yeah. just say is just like, you know, I'm sorry you feel this way, whatever. Yeah. And I guess another another good thing. Depending on the type of person and if they're, you know, a little more inclined to speaking, is just kind of asking like, just, just, just kind of having that understanding of how you can be there best for them, and that, and honestly, that's kind of a better conversation outside of when they're specifically feeling that way, just because you know a lot of people are so deep in the slump, they're like, I don't know, right? And I think you need to also recognize is you're the person who's being talked to about this, like. This person's coming to you with a lot of confidence because this is a very difficult conversation for them to have, especially from experience is someone who you could, you could deal with social anxiety. If you could be social to talk about your social anxiety, you are really trying hard to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm, if I am coming forward to you and telling you how I feel, that's a huge step. So absolutely. You're not trying to minimize the way that person's feeling. Yeah. And you know, keep it, Keep it sacred, you know. Keep it between y'all. Don't don't share it out, things like that. And you know, it's not really a. It's not. I don't feel like it's very, very common yeah. thing. But you know, just just getting that, keeping that reminder. It's like, this is a very sacred thing that's right. between y'all. And obviously, we're having this conversation and putting it on the internet, so like, there's not really much sacredness to it uh, anymore. Oh, uh, anymore. I'm but cool. I I'm cool my, with that. Yeah. Like. And I would love for people who deal with similar things or different things and how they deal with their things to talk to me about it because I just think that's the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. When people I don't even know hit me up about this show, it's like, it's the weirdest and coolest thing ever. ever. I could never even fathom that would happen, but it's, it's a whole other conversation. Hey. I mean, that, that's the goal. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that, that's that true, you know, engagement. You know, someone... I'm, we're, we're not here to affect the masses, but you know, if one person can go back to go back, go back home and have a new approach to their friend or their loved one. You know, I feel like that made a great impact. Right. 
Great impact. I guess we can kind of get like do's and don'ts. So like definitely don't try to minimize. What you should do, you should first be sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And then once you've built the sympathy and you understand you've established that, if the conversation is leading it that way, you can begin to be empathetic and relate to your own personal experiences. Right, right. Right, like if someone's dog dies, first thing you need to say is, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do for you? Not, yeah, my dog died once and it wasn't really that big of a deal to me. It shouldn't be that big of a deal to you. Right. Um, in a more extreme example, most people would never say stuff like this, but if someone comes to you and says, oh, I'm feeling really depressed, the last thing you should say to that person is like, you shouldn't feel depressed because you have this, 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 and this going for you. Josh, you shouldn't be depressed. You're a senior in college and you have mm. an apartment and a roof over your head. Yes. And blah, blah, blah. You have so much going for you. There's no way you can be depressed right now, Josh. I'm like, man, little do you know. <laughs> right? Little do you and then know. we look at people like Robin Williams is a prime example. Kirk Cobain. People like that who just have the world at their fingertips. And they go, oh, how could they ever be sad? And depressed. It's mm-hmm. like, depression is like, doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't care. At all. It hits anyone. I mean, we see like the whole initiative that like Kevin Love's been doing. Right. I mean, or he's Dak a, Prescott. Yeah, NBA superstar, NFL superstar. Making millions upon millions of dollars. And their, their children are set in life. They don't owe it to the masses to look out for people. Yeah. But... Yeah, definitely don't try to minimize. And what you should do is you should be sympathetic I think, and empathetic. I think one one important thing, too, that I, I, I like to add in is kind of understand first your, like your time before you offer that support. Because when you're giving that support, you want to be as present as possible. Right. Because you're talking to someone who isn't present. Right, if you have to be somewhere in the next 10 minutes and someone starts having a conversation with you, you would be like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I just want you to know I have to go somewhere. It's not your fault. Yes. So, like, can we please continue this later? But Like, d- genuinely. You need to be like, be, I guess for me, if it was me, I would want someone to be, like, genuinely, like, extremely reaffirming. Mm-hmm. Because I, even if they told me, yeah, I have to go somewhere and do this and I would love to continue this later, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, they're trying to be nice and let me down softly here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, I want to know. You need to be extremely reaffirming. I want to know how much present help am I going to get in the moment. Right. Because, you know, a lot of times I'm not even asking for help. So. Just want to vent. Yeah, I just want to be like, yo, this, 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 and this is going on, and I'm upset, and life sucks, and I stubbed my toe, and. And then it made me mad, so I swung my arm in anger and then punched a hole in the wall and broke my wrist. Yeah, and now maintenance is coming in an hour. So. And they're going to raise our rent again. And they're going to raise our rent again. Yeah. It is what it is. Not like we live in here next year anyway. Yeah, facts. What are some other, like, absolutely do-nuts do you have? Uh, hmm. Another do-not. Um... I mean, I already said don't bring other people into it. Right. Um, I mean, it's not really a don't, but be be as genuine as possible. Right. Like, I can tell, like, I'm not in touch with my feelings in those moments, but I can definitely tell if you're asking me about my feelings and I really care that much. So, don't not care. (laughs) I think the struggle with 
labeling definitive do's and don'ts comes back to how we were saying earlier and I rambled on earlier about how mental health is such an individualistic thing and there are some do's and don'ts that some people will disagree with like some people would love for you to be immediately relating your struggle and their struggle together because that's how they think mm-hmm. I would say majority of people wouldn't respond very well to that yeah oh my god my grandpa died well my grandpa died one time too and I wasn't that sad about it you should get over it mm-hmm. like and people will say things like that right unbelievably so I can't imagine never saying something like that to somebody but no not at all but I think another another good thing a lot of people are tone deaf though I think another good thing too is the it's not really a don't but really learn the peop, the person you're asking right and to be fair if someone is coming to you in confidence to say something like this to you it's more likely that you know each other pretty well yeah so actually understand like you know their triggers understand you know when you are talking to them what should and shouldn't be said right like if i'm in a tough spot and i'm talking about how much stress i got how many meetings i got don't talk to me about like the test that we still need to do (laughs) that's still open like bro don't talk to me about that. Or if I were to sit here and talk to you about, well, I have a lot of meetings too, and these are where my meetings are, and then we start randomly about how many meetings I have. I feel like I'm talking in circles here, but like, mm-hmm. can't stress it enough. Like, yeah, I don't. Don't minimize hear. issues people deal with. Yeah, it's such a. I feel like it's such a thing that a lot of people don't always realize that they're doing it. Yeah. Because that's just kind of how their speech always has been. Yeah. But. You know, being cognizant of your words is such an important thing. Right. Such an important thing. And a lot of people, you know, kind of kind of take for granted sometimes. Like, like, I speak for myself, though. Like, I cling to, like, the little words that people say, and they don't may not even realize they say. And I know better, but I still do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's a, like, to me, there's honestly a difference between someone saying thank you and thanks. Okay. There's a difference. Thank you sounds more genuine to me okay. than thanks. It's like um, okay, okay, a y, and okay, okay. And yeah. Text message. Yeah, like like don't send me the okay or unless the okay. unless it's like something super quick that doesn't really matter. You know you're really a, like in a bad place when someone says k with a period, like just the letter k period. I'm like man. First off, this is not 2015. Like. Let's just let, let's move past that. Give me an actual word, please. Um, yeah, you know, be 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 good with your wording, because you're dealing with someone. Not I say dealing with someone, but you're you're very curious about someone who is in a very vulnerable position. So, take everything to heart. Yeah, be a good listener. That's I think that's what I'll say. Mm. Not only, not only be able to be careful with your words, but at least listen carefully. Yeah, like don't, don't, don't like not, especially not listen to an important part of what I'm saying. Oh, this prime story, a prime example of this. We have this salesperson at work, and this is months ago. This is pre-COVID, I'm pretty sure. This woman came in and was getting service on her tw- mid-2010s Cayenne and was looking at buying a 2020 Cayenne. And I watched as she told the salesperson the story about how her husband, who had recently passed away, had bought her that car and blah, 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 blah. And then 
he was he said something along the lines of like, oh, why don't you want to get a new one? She's like, oh yeah, I don't really know if I want to pay for it. And then he says, well, why don't you get your husband to buy it for you? And then she like kind of stops for a second. And she's like, because he's dead. And and then it, the salesperson realizes what he did, and he just like just turns red in the face and starts apologizing. It was, it was ugly. Something so simple. And like this woman wasn't dealing with a mental health crisis and confiding in a friend. This is just yeah. a regular conversation. She's trying to buy a car. But <laughs> if she was like confiding in someone and having a deep conversation with someone and they didn't pick out that one very important detail. That's that's awful. You're shut down from that point from that person. Like there's no way you continue to have that conversation with confidence because you know they're not listening to you. I'm shut down. I don't want to talk to you. You clearly don't care that much and then so. people, they'll probably be shut down and talk to people in the future about their issues too mm. so not only did you just ruin your own conversation you've just shut them down from talking to people in the future likely yeah and on you so speak carefully <laughs> but also listen carefully yeah absolutely I think that's a pretty good list yeah don't minimize we can't really have such a very a very extensive list of do's and don'ts because it's, like I said, a million times. so individual. Yeah. You figure it out as you go. And I think you can follow up those like conversations we keep talking about. Like, you know, you shouldn't compare immediately and you should listen and you should choose your words carefully. Mm-hmm. You can have conversations like we had earlier in this podcast of explaining like what are signs that you're dealing with things and how to deal with those specific signs of dealing with things. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that can just... Also, just be chalked up too when you're being a supportive person to right. be a better listener. Be, be be good at listening. Know how to listen. And know when to ask the questions that you can ask. Things like that. And mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Right. Got anything else? I don't. You have any words of wisdom? <sighs> any words of wisdom? Um. Not really words of wisdom, but, you know, spend more time outside. You know, in the era of, era of COVID, you know, all we do is surrounded, we're surrounded by four walls for 24 hours a day. Get outside. Go get some fresh air. It's a good time. It's worth it. You'll, you'll thank yourself later. 